All right, well, let's just, let's just get ready to receive. I'm just going to just declare over you guys today. So, Lord, I just declare that they have ears to hear, that their hearts are ready and open um, to just receive what you have for them. And, Lord, I just ask that um, as I speak today, whatever needs are in this room, Lord, that you're going to meet them. So I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So got a few things here. So a few weeks ago, um, I talked about uh, soul prosperity. Do you guys remember that? And we talked about if you're in, in John, it talked about um, that if your soul is healthy, your spirit's going to be healthy, you're going to be healthy, it's good. If you get that, everything kind of goes with it. So we're going to talk a little bit um, about that again, because we're talking about the soul the body, the mind, the emotions. Um, so in Colossians 3, 1 and 2, I'm going to go through these a little bit quick. It says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above, not on things of earth. So he's saying you got to think about, number one, to have a healthy soul. you got to have your minds got to be thinking about what God um, what God wants you to think about, the things he's put before you, set on things, like he said, things that are above, not not on earth. So that was Colossians um, 3, 1 and 2. And then in Corinthians 6, 19, 20, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So he's saying part of your soul is taking care of your body. It's important. You know what? He says with long life, he will satisfy us. You know, if you eat cheeseburgers every single day, you know what? Long life and cheeseburgers just don't go together. It's great to have one once in a while. But so he's saying take care of your body. You have, you have the Holy Spirit living in there. You know, God lives in you. So think about what you're doing. And then in Proverbs 4.23, it says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life. Everything comes out of that heart. Now, which is kind of, you know, a big deal. You know, in our body, we can live without a lot of things. You can have, you know, one lung. You can have one kidney. You can, there's lots of organs that, you know, you can live without. Heart is not one of them. Life comes from there. You know, we say blood is life. You know, without a heart, you don't have that. So, and, and God is saying that also here, he's saying, it, keep your heart healthy because life's coming out of it. So the heart is kind of like the emotions, all the feels, you guys. You know, like when you are young and you have a crush, it feels, you know, it's like, oh, I can't wait to see them. I mean, like when you're like a little kid, like maybe junior high and stuff, you're like waiting at your locker, like, oh my gosh, I might walk by them. You're never going to say anything to them when you're that young, right? You're just like, oh, I like them. Oh, look, I wrote on my notebook. This, and it just feels, it's like this feeling of love. So that's kind of what the heart does. It's all these different feelings. And um, I remember a word in Proverbs and it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a desire fulfilled, <clears throat> excuse me, is a tree of life. And hope is that feeling like I feel hopeful about this situation, right? Or could be the other way is I 
feel hopeless. So that's what God is saying. Guard your heart because all of your emotions that are helping make your decisions are there. So sometimes we feel love, we feel joy, we feel sadness, you know, we can be angry, we can be anxious, bitter, all of these things. And God is saying the heart is like the emotional epicenter of the soul. Everything's going on. If you're feeling, you know, love, all of a sudden, you know, you're feeling well cared for and well loved, you're thinking on good things in your mind, right? You know, and if you feel like good about you, are you going to be putting, you know, think about even how we treat our bodies when we feel good about them. So God's saying, you know, all of these things are in the soul. They're tied together. But if you, if your heart is doing well, your emotions are doing well, the rest of the soul begins to line up. And when the soul lines up, it goes with the spirit and you are going to be prosperous in your life. So it's like this epicenter. Everything has to kind of go through there and it processes all these feelings. That's why we're like, oh, I have like a broken heart. Um, you know, my heart is full of joy. I'm overjoyed. It's just so full. And if our soul can be prosperous, that means that it all can also can be weary and it can be exhausted. So I have this little video clip that I came up with like late last night. I just want you guys to watch it. And sometimes we feel this way. Sometimes I feel this way and I'm an adult. Are you crying? No. Not I'm Okay, do you want to watch Sophia? So it's just a short thing, like she's crying and she's like, no, I'm happy, I promise. You know, sometimes we're like, we know we should be happy, but we're like, we're done. We're spent. We only have so much emotional energy every day. Did you guys know that? And sometimes you use that up and that is what you're getting. This little, she wanted to watch a show and she's just her mom. There's a longer part. You know what? You can't watch this, you know, if you're going to be crying. I'm not crying, you know. And because we only have so much emotional energy. And some days we feel like that. We're trying to put this face on and be everything that everyone wants us to be or everything we think people want us to be. And inside we're like, I'm happy, I am. You know, I promise. And because we've already spent all of our emotional energy. It was, you know, maybe a long season. You know, maybe you didn't feel good. Maybe it's just... There's a lot of things that can go on. Depends on the day or the season that you're in, how much you have. Sometimes you've used it up before you get out of bed. You had bad dreams. I don't know. You know, sometimes you have seasons where it's overflowing abundance and you're like, I can do anything. That's when people get hurt, especially guys. They're just like risk-taking, like I am invincible in this moment. You know what I mean? Like they will try things, like walk through fire, you know, blow things up. They're like, you know, I'm big, I'm strong. And you're like, okay, can we get a woman over here, some wisdom? Come on. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that the Bible says woman, you know, refers to it as a woman. So just saying, but he refers to a warrior as a man. So you guys got some stuff going for you. So, um, so if you're like in one of those great seasons, you know, we've had, uh, few babies this season you know that feels good when like when you first have that baby nothing else matters you're holding them you're like you know I don't care if I've taken a shower I just want to look at them and just snuggle them and like the world is good no matter what's going on you look at that face 
you know, when I see the babies come in, I'm like, I don't care what happened. Just come over here and let me snuggle you and life is good. You know, when you're first married and you haven't realized that marriages work (laughs) and that the person is not going to let you do everything you want to do. That was like, what? I didn't know this was going to happen, God. Like, he says no to me? Was this in the vows? <laughs> you know, it's like newly met. You know, you get that great promotion at work. You know, you're really healthy. You feel good. You know, you're getting to the gym. You know, it feels good. You have a lot of energy. Things are good, you know, with God. It seems like I just want to know more, and I'm reading, and I'm doing, and I'm connecting, engaging with my church and my family and my community. I mean, I could just do anything. Everyone asks me to do something. I'm like, sure, I have time for that. I can do that. Oh, yeah, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, we got, I can do everything. I'm like superwoman right now, or superman, depending. And sometimes it's like that. When you first get saved, you feel like you can tell anybody about Jesus. You just walk up to everybody, and you tell them, and they're like, what's different about you? You're like, let me tell you. You know, 10 years later, you're like, I don't know if you want to walk this path. It gets a little rocky. you get that you're full your emotional energy is like through the roof is bubbling over you know you you know you wake up each day ready to go but if you've been in a season where you've experienced loss or things like sickness or you've been living in guilt or worry or anxiety you get out of bed and you're like i'm on empty you know you're you're looking like somebody please bring me some coffee because if my my, my soul feels like my body feels we're not doing anything productive today. It's kind of like when you sleep in. You ever, like, wait for the day you don't have to have the alarm clock? It's like, for us, it's Saturday. And I'm like, I'm preparing for this. Preparing, make sure it's turned off on the phone. On both people's phone. <laughs> okay? And you just, you get to sleep in. And, and you know what wakes you up? Just the sun coming you know, unless you have pets, that's what wakes you up if you have pets. Um, but, you know, it's just you're sleeping. You feel rested because, like, you got to sleep as long as your body needed. You don't even need coffee that morning. You're like, I'm going to go out and do everything. And then, you know, you have your work week. And you're, <coughs> and you're like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you're like, and you hit the snooze so then it, again you're like and you're so exhausted you're like just five more minutes I'm so exhausted I feel like I haven't slept at all that's how it can be with emotional energy too sometimes we're like I got this you know I'm built up I'm encouraged I'm ready to go it just feels really good I've been guarding what's been coming in and out and then sometimes it's like I'm already tired and ready to go to sleep before I get out of this bed and I'm just counting. Do you ever do that? Like you count. I now have a planner and I put in there 15 minute nap. And I keep looking at my planner to see. I know it's usually around one o'clock if I have it penciled in, but I'm always looking back and seeing when that's coming up. If it's a day that I get up like that, you know what I mean? Because um, we, have, we have pets and they tend to think that I am their servant, and when they need to get up, they like to come and stand by my bed really close. So then, you know, as a mom, you know that somebody's watching you and they're standing two inches from your face, and they just stand there, and they just look at me. And then if I move a muscle, 
Then they try to lick my face or something like that. You know, and I'm like, oh, they know I'm awake. They know I'm awake. I don't know. They just, you want to have that extra energy. It feels good to to have some abundance, but that's not how it is every day in our life or even every season. Sometimes we have seasons. It could be months. It could be, you know, years sometimes. Hopefully not, but there are times where it feels like oh, I'm drained. Um, so we want to have that prosperous soul because in 3 John it says, Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. I want to prosper in every way. I want to wake up um, and jump out of bed. Quick side note story. So I'm a morning person, and when I was in high school, this is how I chose my day before I knew the Lord, okay? So don't be judging me. But I had, like, I was kind of had this issue that God definitely delivered me from. I used to have OCD, really bad, like, like, you wouldn't know anyone slept in my bed because I was like, you know, there was not a piece of lint. If there was a piece of lint on my floor, I'd probably bust into tears. If someone touched a perfume bottle and the, it wasn't exactly lined up, I would bust into tears. I thought laundry watched me if it was not folded and put away. Like, I had problems, you guys. This is before Jesus. But you know what? Definitely I'm healed from that. I didn't take any medicine, anything. God just took that away. But I used to sleep. I don't know if I actually slept, because, but I used to sleep, and I thought, I'm going to roll the blankets back and jump out of bed. If I land on two feet, it's a good day. If I fall, it's not. So then I would choose my whole day by whether my leg was asleep or not, really. And when I, I look back at that, I'm like, that was ridiculous. I let my whole day be defined by one moment. And so we got to think, we want to do well. When we get up in the morning, instead of saying, okay, I don't have much energy, what am I going to do to, to, to preserve this energy? Or what am I going to do um, to basically create more for my day? Or um, so our soul is doing good, and then we're doing good. No matter what the circumstance in life or the situation, we can wake up and be like, yeah, all the problems that were there yesterday are here today but I landed on two feet. You know what I mean? They didn't change what happened from when I went to bed to when I got up, except for, you know, I chose that I'm going to say, okay, heart, you feel overwhelmed, but when you get up in the morning, you're going to, you're going to say, I feel joy. You know? Sometimes I wake up, Matt probably thinks it's weird, but I'm like, sometimes I'm just laughing at nothing in the morning. (laughs) I just... You know, because I'm like, okay, you got to get ready because I can feel that you're like low today. So we only have so much emotional energy each day. And you know what? It takes a lot of energy to go around holding grudges. To go around being offended about everything, something someone said, something they didn't say, something they did, something you wanted them to do but they didn't do, something they didn't know that you wanted them to do but you just assumed that they should know everything about you because, you know fence, worrying all the time. That takes a lot of energy. Think about the conversations you have in your head with someone, whether they know that they're there or not, and you're like, you're going over, you know, I wonder why they say this. It's probably because they hate me. 
Yeah, they didn't say hi to me. Oh, they must be mad. I wonder why they're mad. Must be because I did. And you spend your whole day going over. And you know what? They didn't even see you because they were looking at their phone or something. I don't know. But sometimes we do that. We go over and over the day in our head with people that we've connected with. Or how did it end up this way? And we we play it in our head. And we spend all day, all that energy, all that emotion, feeling these things, you know, thinking someone's mad at you or someone doesn't like you. Or where did I go wrong in this situation? How did it end up here? And we spend our life thinking about that instead of moving forward and what God has for us. If you're already in that emotionally draining season, what happens when you're there and you start to hold these grudges, you start to be offended, and you start to live in anxiety and worry is you have no energy left for what God has for you. You have no energy left to dream. You have no energy you know, left um, to have to meet goals that you have in your life. You delay the greatest part of your destiny because you're always looking at how could I have changed this? Well, you can't. You can't unring a bell. You've heard that. So quit trying. And how do you move forward? Because we're wasting, our, we're wasting our emotional energy and we get to the end of the day and we're saying that we're happy and everyone's walking around saying, if that's happy, I don't want to be with that. I've had people in my life and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, they're thinking, oh, this is my wife or this is my husband. I'm like, every time I see you with that person, you have a frown on your face. Man, I'm really happy. Yeah, you'll look at, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they don't have any emotional energy. They've used it up whether their choice or, or things going on in their life. And we end up like that little girl that's, yeah, I am happy. We're trying to convince people, I got all these things. I got all this stuff going on. I'm doing this. I'm the best, you know, mom in the school and I'm volunteering or whatever it is that you're doing. But you know what? You're so drained that people look at you and say, that's a mess. You think you got it all together, you know, Saying that you're happy and you just love your life, open it up and it is a mess in there. We cannot let what is an outside get on the inside. We have to choose that the inside directs what's going to happen in our day. Circumstances can still go on, but our response, that's, gonna, that's going to direct what's going to happen you know, I've seen the thing with the tombstone that people said, you know, born, died, you know, the dash is your life. Let there be something in that dash. I don't want, if you had to put the words out, it shouldn't be, you know, Sarah, born 1982, lived in anxiety and fear her whole life, died 2000 something. You know what I mean? Saved every, saved every dollar, never did anything with their family or children, but they died with a lot of money. Now, I, mean, I wouldn't mind having inheritance and passing that on. That's good too. But I want to take away the memories or what God has called me to do because I'm trying to control every situation. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Hmm. Above all, so that's everything else, guard your heart. For everything, so that includes everything, um, you do flows from it. How you respond to people, you can tell if someone's, someone's soul is weary and tired because they're going to be responding to you. You're like, how's your day? They're like, shut up, don't talk to me. 
I am like that. I know. And I, like sometimes I'll even tell my, don't talk to me for like 30 minutes because if, until I get food in my stomach or until I get a nap, like I know that the response is going to be. And right now I have just enough emotional energy to tell you that in five minutes, I can't guarantee that energy will be there. <laughs> you married you gotta be like amen that's true that's true it's sometimes like that so guard your heart life comes from it you know your emotions your emotions make life enjoyable they make it matter you know even when we have pain you know loss it shows that you have experienced loved and being loved well So even in that, when you're thinking, well, I don't want to feel those things, you do want to feel that, those things. That means that you had the opportunity to love and be loved well. That somebody will remember you. Someone has thought about you. That you have memories to move back on. So even in that, you think, well, I don't want to, you know, some of those feelings may feel painful in the moment, but they, they're good because it shows that you had a lot of amazing moments and times and you, and you lived out some of your dreams and you were walking in your destiny. But I keep hearing this in the Bible and, and there was like, guard your heart. Nobody outside of church says that, you guys. <laughs> they don't. If you go up to someone like, I just noticed your family's a mask, you just guard your heart. They're like, weirdo, you know, <laughs> Right? So what does that mean? We just, just guard your heart. You know, we say it in our church voice, oh, honey, just guard your heart from that. That will just, you know, that will just bring the destruction of the enemy in. Nobody, nobody talks like that. We don't know what we're talking about. So what does it mean to guard your heart? That means to, to basically, what does a guard do? It stands watch and says, who comes in, who goes out, anything that is uh, that is not for us, does not come in here, and if you try to come against it and bring something that's going to hurt it, you're not getting in, okay? That's what a guard does. You're, they are there to, to post and say, you know what, I'm choosing what comes in here, what can get into an area that can hurt me, who loves me, what access do they need? Not everybody needs full access. The only one that needs full access is God. God is the only one to have full, unlimited access to your life, to have the intimacy that no person can have with you. God is the only one to have full access. Because you know what? When we hurt, God hurts. But he also says, I want you to have joy. He wants to experience the joy and the freedom with us. So you have to put, you have to put that, use your mind and say, okay, what am I allowing in? If every time I see this person, they tear me down and they make me and they manipulate me and they make me feel guilty about, you know, this and that, they're not getting in very far. They can wave at me from the gate. I might even give them a fist bump as they go by. I don't know. They can look and they can, they can watch from the perimeter of what goes on in my life. But they don't get to see me in those moments where it's like, I don't even know who I am right now, God. Because I know those will pass. They don't get to see me in those times. Because you know what? If someone comes in and they're not healthy and you've allowed them in there, you know what they're going to do? They're going to use things to hurt you. 
They're going to use things to manipulate you because that's, that's the tools they have because that's probably what happened to them. And we don't have to be like, oh, we have to just love everyone. You do have to love everyone, but you need to guard your heart about what comes in. If you're going to let fear come in, you know, if you're going to get a good or bad report from the doctor, you already choose how you're going to respond before the doctor says anything, and that will change how you feel about that situation. If you, if you already have in your mind, oh, if they say cancer, I'm just going to be so upset, and I, I just know I'm going to die. If you say that before you get that report, your heart is already being filled with fear. But if you say, no matter what the report, God has given people wisdom for medicine, you know, God is a healer, no matter what the report, I know that God has an answer to this situation. Your heart's going to be like, feel hopeful, right? No matter what. So we have to choose, okay, God, this is scary. And God's going to say, I know. But let me, t- let me give you a glimpse of what's going to happen. That's how we guard our heart. So instead of just saying guard your heart, you've got to know what that means. Unhealthy people, you may love them, and, and they may walk around, you may interact with them, but don't let them into your house for a cup of tea because when they get in there, it's like, Hulk, smash, smash your emotion, smash, 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 I'm jealous, smash, smash. And all of a sudden now you've got all of this stuff, and, you know, <laughs> that's how it can be. I used to let like everybody in and I get, you know, I used to get hurt a lot because I thought everyone should be my friend. Not everyone can or should be your friend. My brothers and sisters are not really my friends. We don't live close together. You know what? When you have a big family, there's a lot of fighting. <laughs> you have to fight for everything. Space to live. <laughs> you have a, we had a three bedroom house with 11 people. One and a half bathroom. I remember being little, and I'll have to take a bath in the sink. <laughs> I still remember that, you know, because you know what? Someone else is using the shower. You're not big enough to use a shower. You're like four. You can fit in the sink. You go to the sink. <laughs> it was like a big wash tub in the bed, you know, like the utility. But it was like, if you're under this hall, hall you shower back here. If you're here, you get five minutes. You know, you had to fight for things. So I love my siblings, but it doesn't mean they're my best friends. Sorry, guys. No, I love them. They know that. But um, not everyone has to be your best friend. God will bring different people in your life at different times, but you do need to guard that. Because not everybody has the tools or wants to have the tools. Um, you know, they might want to live in their bitterness. So when you let them in there, they're going to hurt you. And God's like, he doesn't want that for you. So sometimes you got to like, Lord, keep them at their perimeter. I'll give them a fist bump as they come around. God, go out and chase them, but I'm not going to. And I'm not coming, they're not coming in here. We really have to do that. That's what guarding our heart. Because most of the pain comes when, when we get broken hearts or, or we get hurt. What does that usually have to do with people? Somebody's saying something, and they, it would only hurt if a stranger walked up to me and said, you're stupid and ugly, I'd be like, okay, they're probably not healthy. Like, they're having a bad day. But if my husband got up in the morning and said, I don't really love you, you know, I think you're dumb and you're ugly, that would really hurt my feelings, right? Because he has full access. You know, he, I mean, close as you can to have the Lord, you know, and that would really hurt me. And so we need to think about that 
as most of the things that our heart gets broken or pain or overwhelmed or offended or we have anxiety about is because, you know, might have anxiety because somebody um, did something to us and now it's like, I don't want to go into that situation again. So that's why we need to guard so that we don't get to that spot where it's like, now I'm just shutting everybody out. God's like, put a guard and decide, you know, how far can they come in? They stand on the stoop, start thinking about that. You have your inner circle, your next circle, your next circle. Sometimes people get to come in, and sometimes if they make a mess and they start smashing things, they might go out a couple rings, right? It's like a bullseye. God's in the center, you and God, you know, and the next one, you and your husband, or whatever it is, and you just keep going. And not everybody has to be in that circle. So, you know, we have to realize a healthy heart comes from God. He created us. He knows what, he need, what we need. Um, flip over to Matthew, if you want to, 11 and uh, 28 through 30. It says, Come to me, all you ho- who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's like God saying, I see you're drained. Yep. Yeah, because that worry, that bitterness, those grudges, you know what? You were not meant to have those. Give them to me. Give them to me. You need some rest. I think sometimes that is why people sleep so much or they never feel rested. It's not even that their body is really tired. It's that their soul is exhausted. And so your body, soul, or your body, mind, and emotions are all part of your soul. So if your mind and your emotions are all over the place and they're exhausted and you're emotionally drained, your body's like, oh gosh, we're tired because they're all connected. And then I'm going to quick jump over to Luke 21. And I'm going to go to verse 34. And it says, Be careful of your hearts. They will be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and anxieties of life. Anybody ever have those? You guys? Sometimes? I do. We had a long week at our house. Um, and, and that day will close in on you suddenly like a trap. When we're not guarding us, all of a sudden those little anxieties become big things and we're so emotionally drained that we're not responding to people correctly. We're avoiding situations. We're avoiding doing things that we once did because we're so afraid that we're going to get hurt. We're so afraid that what if the same thing happens to me? What if this goes on? And, and pretty soon it's closing in on us like a trap. And then bitterness starts to grow around us. And then people start looking and we're telling people that our life's so good and happy. But, you know, they look at us and say, Mm-mm. if that's happiness, please do not share it. You know what I mean? If these are your highlights of your life that you're sharing, oh, I don't want to see the rest of it. So he's saying, be careful. You really, have to, you really have to take care of your heart. 
you know, our emotions can get out of control. I am a highly emotional person. God made me that way. But that doesn't give me excuse to just let everything in and out and not take responsibility, right? Because I, I may have a lot of emotions. I'm also responsible for as many as I have. That's the part that I think people forget is, you got, you're right, God did make you emotional. Some people he did not make emotional. I don't understand those people very well. It's really hard for me because I'm like, why are you not crying at this commercial? What's wrong with you? You know, we're watching a Christmas movie. I'm like, oh, I might cry. Matt's like, you cry at Christmas movies. I'm like, who doesn't, you weird? No soul going on here. You know, and it's, but it really is. You can have all these emotions, but you are, you are responsible for any that you have. If you respond in anger, that's your choice. If you respond in bitterness, if you respond joyful, make sure you're responding joyful in the right time, in the right season, you know. Um, but any emotions you have, you are responsible for them. But when our emotions get out of control and we're just letting them do whatever because we're just like, that hurt me and I'm going to act that way because, you know what, this and that. Well, they hurt me, I'm going to hurt them, you know. Me and my sister, we used to do this thing. You guys watch The Lion King? And the, the, the monkey, his name's Rafiki, and, and Simba's all feeling bad and guilt about, you know, that his dad, which he didn't even do, and um, the monkey comes up with a big stick and wraps him on the head. He's like, oh, what'd you do that for? And he's like, doesn't matter. It's in the past. So me and my sister would go around, like, kicking and, like, punching each other, and they're like, what? And I'm like, doesn't matter. It's in the past. So we we're, like, always running away from each other, screaming that it doesn't matter. It's in the past because, you know, we were, sometimes we let our emotions get out of control and we think, well, I'm just not going to deal with that. And I'm going to make an excuse. It wasn't, it doesn't matter anymore because in the past, and God's like, no, I want you to deal with your emotions. I want you to guard them. You're in control of that. Don't let them get out of control and just do whatever you want. Because when they're out of control, we can't dream. We can't walk in the destiny God has for us. Because we're too busy thinking about what happened, what's going to happen, how am I going to deal with this, and we waste our whole day thinking. There are, and, and don't, sometimes you have times where it's sorrow, and that's a season. It shouldn't be your whole life. Sometimes you're hurt. Get healed. You have no right to stay injured, to stay wounded. A wound heals. If a, God made a wound physically heal on your body, then he meant it for your heart too, and you have no right to keep ripping that off and saying, you know, I'm hurting and bleeding all over everybody. Everywhere you go, you're making a mess. He's saying get your con- emotions in con- under control. If you can't talk to that person without anger, then maybe you need to wait a little bit before you talk to them. Because in Psalms 37, 7, it says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently on him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. Jealousy. When they carry out their wicked schemes. You ever see people that just seems like, you're the one doing all this stuff. You're sinning. You're living. Your life is crazy. You're causing problems. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to do the right thing. And you're coming in, messing up my life with all your sin, and everyone thinks you're great. Yeah, that's a big, mm. yeah, because we've been there, right? When people talk bad about us, they do things, they hurt us, and then it looks, seems like everything is going good in their life. Everything they want just seems to happen, and you're like, what is going on? And God just, you know, 
<laughs> be still. And I'm like, Lord, but did you see? Did you see what they said and did? I'm following your word. Come on. And he's like, Sarah, quit being a hyper hypo, okay? Calm down. Don't, don't waste all your energy worrying if others are talking about you, if what they're saying about you, what they did to you, what they didn't do to you. Why haven't they? Why are they going? When are they going to? Give me the reason because you're not going to like the reason anyways. Even if they came to you and they had a moment of clarity and you're not, it can't take away the pain that you already experienced. Even if they come and ask for forgiveness that can't take away from that pain, it may help ease any further pain, but you can't do that and think, are they thinking about me? What do they say? What do they say this? We can't worry and waste all of our energy thinking, how is this situation going to play out? It's playing out right in front of you. Get mad because they did something or didn't do something or didn't said something or didn't say something. And it seems like you're sitting here worrying about all these situations and you watch their life and you're thinking, man, they're walking around untouched. And here I am worrying about this and thinking about this and going over this over and over and over. God says, uh-uh, uh-uh. Just stop. Stop. Stand unmoving before him. If you're going to complain, go to God and say, God, that hurt so much. How, how are you going to fix that? God, I'm really mad. Go before him. And do that so that you have energy. You have that emotional energy to dream, to think, to have things that your plans for a future, to have a hope. He wants you to have dreams. God gave you the dreams. He put you in line for a destiny. God called you into his kingdom. He called you into, to be his servant, to go and preach the gospel, to share who he is and what he's done. He has called you. If we're, if we're so emotionally drained, we're not going to be able to do those things. We're going to always be, well, when are they going to help me, help me, help me? You don't know what they did. And God's like, I can't do anything with that. That doesn't see anything outside this little, you know, it's blinders. Use your energy to dream big dreams. Let God come in and say, I'm going to guard your heart. What does his word say? Go over it lots of times. He'll tell you situations you need to be in and situations you, you don't. How to, handle, how to handle people. God has it all over. You know what? He has it all over his word on how to handle people who are not handling themselves well. Right? how you need to handle it. So if you're like, okay, God, this is going to hurt, he's going to tell you, okay, it's going to hurt, and here, here's how I'm going to lead you into joy. Here's how the next day you're going to get up. Because you're going to get up the next day. You're going to get up. You're either going to stand on your feet or you're going to fall to the floor. And that's how you get to choose. We choose. Guard our heart, our emotions. Keep moving more forward and have that amazing dash. You've got to think, I want to have memories. I want to say, I want to stand before the Lord and he just, I want him to look at me and say, Sarah, you are just a good and faithful servant. I just love you. I sent you there and I knew what you were going to do and you did it. Oh, I just love you.
insert your name in there too. Wouldn't it be awesome when you get to stand before God like that? I don't want to get to the Lord and he said, you know, I had all this stuff for you. You never unwrapped. You never opened. You skated by with just the blood of Jesus. He said, I had all of this that you never got to experience. Man, I don't want that. I want him to be like, there's a party because, you know, and all these people that, that God said, I used you. That was your destiny. You know, that's with the dream. So we're just going to pray.